Hello and welcome to Off Their Shelf Reviews. I fucking love this fucking movie. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Street Fighter 2, the animated movie which released in 1994. Based on characters and created and written by Takashi Nishiyama, Hiroshi Matsumoto and Akira Nishitani and directed by Gisaburo Suji. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows M. Bison, who is attempting to build up his own terrorist unit formed by street fighters from around the world. He is looking for some of the strongest fighters among the group of Guile, Eonder, Dao Sim, Fei Long, T-Hawk, Chun-Li, but specifically he's looking for Ryu, the only man to have defeated Sagat, the Mu Tai champion. As M. Bison's search deepens around the world, we wait for the fighters to get together for their final battle. So this is a film that really doesn't need much of an introduction, does it? Now, maybe if Street Fighter, the games had kind of petered out in the late 90s, but the fact that they're still going, and they're still as mega successful as they are, I mean, how many different video game versions were there of Street Fighter 2? Yeah. alone the live action movie that would come out a year after this. Yeah. alone the games based on this animated movie and the live action movie, and all the turbos and versus modes. Championships editions, (laughs) yeah, and all that. And just like all those other video games, this movie also has lots of different variations as well, including yeah. the original Japanese, the edited or unedited American, and the edited or unedited UK version. Yeah. And so for this video, I actually watched for the first time the Japanese uncut version. Right, right. Uh, whereas, of course, like most people probably watching this video, we would have been introduced to the American or the UK version in the late 90s on TV, which would have been the dubbed version. Yeah, yeah, and that was the version I, I, I watched. I mean, I had the availability to watch the Japanese version for the first time but I was lazy and I was like no fuck yeah I'm just gonna watch the uh, normal version that I've always watched (laughs) well the main thing to know is I I would probably say to today's audiences you would probably want to watch the native language that you prefer yeah and uh, watch the unrated version for more more violence technically a bit more blood yeah uh, a little bit more swearing and uh, some boobs Anime boobs, but yeah. still boobs. Hey, anime boobs are still boobs. Yeah, it's Chun Li as well. Yeah, was, we'll get to that later. <laughs> now, I want to talk about the start of this film because I think this film's opening is incredibly strong. It's okay, really, yeah. really well stylized with the music creeping in, the ambient sounds of the wind rustling through the leaves and the grass. We get these quick glimpses of the two fighters. Yes, and of course, if you've played the video games, you know exactly who they are. And this scene builds the anticipation for the fight so damn well it's a really awesome intro yeah i mean yeah did this opening section with uh sagat versus ryu you know or ryu whichever way you want to pronounce it but like growing up as a kid like street fire had always been there you know like if you were lucky you got street fire on the nez you know you most you mainly probably saw street fire 2 on the mega drive or the snares i remember i think it must have been about 1992 1993 I remember going into arcades from there and just seeing Ryu on the screen powering up his Hadouken and then realizing it was Super Street Fighter 2 that was out and you're like, holy fucking shit, you know, kids were just 
surrounding these machines and putting their quarters I down. Know. You'd be blah, playing Golden um, Axe 2 cabinets yeah, down and yeah. you can still hear the Hadouken. Hadouken, you're like, man, I want to yeah. get on fucking Street Fighter. I don't want to be keep playing Golden Axe all fucking for it. day. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's fucking broken the Terminator 2 as well. But um, but then, like, I remember when the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia movie came out and I was so fucking excited. I was just like, oh my God, a Street Fighter movie because Mortal Kombat had been out and it done kind of well. So I was just like, Okay, Street Fighter. This, this, this is going to be the movie, and it was shocking. It was, it was bad. The live-action Street Fighter Two movie is bad. The Secret of Chun Li is worse. That's saying something. Um, but luckily, you have some friends back in the day who have access to the internet, and they're like, "Look, Ian, you need to watch the animated movie from Japan. This is the ultimate movie." And so I did. And like Gary said, this opening sequence is so good because you, you see the introduction of two of the biggest characters of the entire series, Sagat and Ryu. And in the games, he always had that scar on him. So you yeah. never really understood why, unless maybe you'd read the books or seen the comics. And so now seeing it in animated film in front of you, him going up the show Ryu Ken and then slicing up his chest, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, that's kind of what I like about this adaptation is that it kind of takes characters from the game that you kind of like, even though, you know, even before watching this movie, mm. like the, the leads of the game seem to be Ken and Ryu. Yeah, yeah. So it's like going into the film, it's like, ah, this makes more sense because I saw this animated film after the live action adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always like bizarre. I'm like, well, Guile? Oh, like, Gu Gu Guile is the lead of Street Fighter. You know, because like, we all no, know who's just in the film. Because we, we all know who leads like in Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Luke Kang. Luke Kang, exactly. Yeah. Right? It's it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not Cole. It's definitely it's not, not it's Cole, not, right? It's not fucking Cole, <laughs> So that's why I was always, uh, I was happy with this film that it was like, yeah, it's it's Ryu and Ken. Yeah. Like, they seem to be the poster, the poster characters for, for this franchise. And, yeah. And I love that we get lots of flash Flashbacks in this film yes. to their training with their sensei master and how their rivalry, or rather Ken's, you know, implied rivalry that he always wants to beat Ryu to be the better fighter. Yeah. But they're kind of on an equal pegging, and but they have a a, a bromance, you know. Yeah, they they, they really do. do bond and become friends in these flashbacks. I was like, this is really cool. This is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, most of the movie is yeah following uh, Ryu or following Bison's search for Ryu as Ryu kind of walks around the earth. Like, he, he's not seeking out combat. He's actually trying to avoid it in some places, but he ends up getting involved in certain fights here and there. And so that's where the monitor cyborgs that Bison has sent out into the world, you know, are searching for these different fighters. And, it, like, that's one of the amazing things about this movie is that it doesn't lull on how many fights you're going to get. No, it you does know? not. <laughs> it's like one moment one moment you've got T-Hawk versus Ken. Next moment you've got Eonda versus Dao Sim. you got Fei Long versus Ryu. You know, fucking even Balrog fucking rips his shirt at one point. To fight Zangief. He's wanting to fight Zangief who's fighting fucking Blanker. And so the, the makers of this movie knew that to sell the story... They had to sell what the basis. Every character from the game. Yeah. Even uh, Akuma has, hey, a, has Akuma a cameo appearance. Up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he wouldn't turn up until that 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 uh, arcade machine yeah. came out. Yeah. So they were kind of subtly implied, oh, there's, there's somebody else you haven't met yet. And I, I, I just absolutely love that. I mean, there's the, um, you know, you got the Fei Long, like I said, the Fei Long versus Ryu fight. Now, Fei Long was introduced 
I think it was the Championship Edition. Yeah. And he was Street Fighter's kind of Bruce Lee character. Absolutely. From the sounds he made yeah. and the way he moved himself. And my God, that fight scene is awesome. Yeah. Now, but... I was just like, the animators for this, like, there's the, you know, some of the people from the games are working on this. They uh, they basically hired, I think, ex uh, like double the amount of animators to come in because they kind of rushed this film's project. Yeah. And I was like, the animation in this is outstanding in terms of the movement. Yeah. And the choreography of the fight itself looks so damn good. It's really impressive. So I, it's like, I need to go and check. And I found out that not all the fights, but a majority of the fights were done with uh, rotoscoping. Oh, right. So they literally got actors to do the fights. Oh, nice. And then animated on top of it. Yeah. So that it has that fluidity of the movement. It does. And so when the, so it just makes the fights in this animated film look so much more brutal and real than so much anime. Uh, that that I, I I'm not big into anime yeah, stuff, yeah. but of all, a lot of the stuff that I've seen, this movie still looks better than all those, and I think it's due to that rotoscoping. <laughs> the story as well doesn't break too far away from the story of the game and so like when it becomes what was the story of the game well okay so the was tra fighters travel and fight well for street for <laughs> the original street fighter 2 it was just the fighters go around the world seeing who's the strongest fighter and to try to fight bison who was this big evil controller controlling shadow yeah. law so it didn't Shadowland. really have a story but but it did for each one of the individual characters like for example guile is looking for Bison because for his revenge. friend Charlie was killed. And so we know in the live action movie, they turn Charlie into Blanca, which is a big fucking no-no. <laughs> it's a no-no, okay? But in this one, Guile is like, and he's there, he's got his big stupid hair, he's got his jet, and he's talking to Chun-Li. And if you didn't know it was Chun-Li, she came in her blue outfit because that's what Interpol agents wear, you know? Um... I, and I, I like the Chun-Li character. Like, she was voiced by uh, Mary Briscoe in the American dub version and by Miki uh, Fujitani in the Japanese version. Obviously, I didn't listen to the Japanese version, but their playoff between each other, Guile and Chun-Li, kind of make the movie a little bit more comedy. Well, absolutely. You know, like, a little it bit was more fun. Rewatching this film, because I, I never... I haven't rewatched this since the 90s. And... Um, the, one of the first things that caught my attention was Chun-Li's over-animated expression. Yeah. I was like, now this is what I see everywhere yeah. in anime, is her stupid cartoonish face, uh, which she doesn't do again for the rest of the film. No, Not no. until the very end does she have another goofy moment, which is kind of earned yeah. a playful prank that she does. But... Yeah, I was just like, okay, so this this film doesn't go into all that, all those sort of anime tropes that I kind of am familiar with the genre. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I uh, straight away you identify these characters. Well, that's it with Chun Li as well. She's seeking revenge for Bison because he's killed her dad. Yes. Much not like secret fucking Chun Li, but that's the basis for Chun Li's character. And so you're like, okay, these two are working together, but then we're able to jump to Ryu, who's now walking around fighting Fei Long. We're now jumping back to Ken, who's, you know, signed up for another movie, you know, and he's wanting to find his friend Ryu, but he's being, like, he gets attacked by T-Hawk in, like, a, a weird garage place, and T-Hawk's like, you're a big fighter. If I defeat you, I'll be a big fighter, you know? And it's just like, mate, this is Ken Masters. You know, he's fucking pretty damn good. And he kicks his ass. <laughs> yeah, now... Uh, it's not a problem per se. It is for me in terms of like I'm I'm watching this and I'm like okay I'm watching Street Fighter I'm here for the fights but yeah yeah 
part of my brain is just like, I want some story. I want a little bit more characterization other than I want to fight and beat <laughs> the best person. So I'm the best now, you know, and, and with it just like focusing over here, we have, you know, it's like, oh, we got Honda and Dal Sim fighting. But yeah. they're kind of background to this conversation where Ryu's learning about the shadow law. Yeah, the, the shadow, shadow law organization and yeah. the shady stuff that's going on. Like the real story is Bison just and, and even this like just sounds really stupid now. Where he's like, I'm going to recruit the best fighters around the world so I can control the world. And I'm like, we, how? That's it. That's like, it. it well, we got that little introduction to Cammy, didn't we? Cammy yes. had been, and that was actually in the game as well. That's part yeah. of Cammy's story is that she was captured by uh, and uh, brainwashed. Bison and brainwashed. And that's her wanting to fight back. And watching her snap that guy's neck and then break his spine with two kicks has always been such a cool kill. Is it because of the camera work? Yeah. <laughs> but you're also, but like you said, it's like, well... Bison, what is this big plan of just capturing all these different fighters from around the world and brainwashing them so that they're your killing machine? It's kind of like, was it, Megatu from fucking Zoolander. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the fact that Bison's just like, oh, she's been captured, don't worry about it. But like he's, so, he's like, I've got all these best fighters, don't care. Like, yeah, whatever why, happens to him, happens to not, him. Why not capture Dao Sim? The motherfucker can <laughs> teleport and hypnotize people. Right. Or capture fucking Eonda, because he's so... He but no, he's got his down. eyes fixed on, on Ryu now because of his power level. It's yeah. So it's beyond anyone. 9,000 or something. <laughs> it's like 3,000 something, but yeah. And then, and then he sees Ken do this with the T-Hawk fight through his monitor cyborg. So he's like, okay, so we need to try to get Ken Masters as well. You know, uh, Chun-Li and, and Guile are going around. They tell DJ at one point. I mean, I never really played as DJ. As they, they literally, do they fly or try, travel all the way to him to warn him? I'm like, could they have not? Yeah, I've called him on the phone. Yeah, that's it, and he's actually like, "Hey, I'll join them if the money's good." <laughs> I'm like, "She's fucking evil, fucking." But I mean, I I always did like as well the Zangief Blanker fight because, like, I'd been like you, I'd watched the live action first and then yeah. gone back and watched the uh, animated movie. So the Zangief, uh, the Blanker in that was horrible. Seeing him actually as this monster who's actually doing spins, flying around, yeah. you know, fucking electrifying Zangief. Um, well, I mean, it kind of ends on the comedy note, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the fight ends with him being electrocuted. Well, that's it. The fight doesn't actually end. It cuts. Yeah. So you don't actually know who wins between Zangief. But it's just enough filler to go, oh, these are happening all over the world, much yeah. like the universe it, that we it's know. It's just giving every character from the game a little something on screen. Yeah. And every character from the game does their signature move in yeah. the movie. So yeah. it's it works. It yeah. works. But but that is what this film is, right? It's like it doesn't it, it it very carefully makes a story to fill all these fights in. Yeah. That's yeah. not strong at all. It's threadbare. But it that's not what you're here for. It's no. like what I want because I want to want to know more about these characters, but there's so many of them. You're just here for the awesome fight choreography, and it's pretty damn stunning. I mean, I'll take this fucking story over the live-action story that they were going with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the, the crumbs of story that they put in this one are fucking ten times superior than the one we got in the live-action one. It's true. It's you true. know, once 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 uh, Bison has got his information, like he he's sending out. He wants to go out and fight Ken Masters himself because he can't find Ryu. Um, and he um, tasks Vega with going out to take out Chun-Li. Um, oh, let's do the fucking Chun-Li fucking Vega fight first. It's the centerpiece of the film. And I also think it's one of, if not the greatest, you know, animated fight scene in all of cinema. Mm. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm going to go to the beginning of the scene because the setup is controversial. And yeah. depending on which version you've watched where Chun-Li is having a shower. 
Yeah. She's butt naked and she's topless. And depending on which version you watch, you see that. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's a horror movie trope, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, pretty girl in the shower. Yeah. Relaxed. Uh, vulnerable. Yeah. So then when something horrible happens, you're caught, caught off guard. And that's what this sequence does really well. Yeah. Because Vega is fucking deadly. Yeah. You know, he's masked. He's uh, with, with, the, with the claws. Uh, it makes him one of the only characters I know from Street Fighter that has a weapon. Yeah. And it, it also sets up as well. Because Vega had always been like this sub-boss character. But in comparison to a lot of other sub-bosses in video games... Vega was pretty weak. The The books always tried to make him sound sadistic and how he likes to take care of his pretty face and make other things ugly. But it wasn't until... I mean, the fucking live-action film again. Yeah, you barely get a fucking fight sequence with him. This movie, though, goes, we're going to show you the dark side of Vega. Yeah. Nanda. <laughs> And he's sadistic and cruel and nasty. And yeah. this fight scene is brutal. Like, you feel the punches, the kicks, and the slices when Chun-Li's bleeding. The expressions on their faces, the uh, the animated movements of mm. it all. And the sound effects when Chun-Li does her super kick yeah. into his face. Yeah. Like, so fast. You feel oh, yeah. every blow right to the point where he goes out the bloody wall. Yeah. And falls to his probably not death. Because yeah. I had another problem i have with this film is that a lot of characters take falls off of places that would kill them and they just walk out afterwards and it's like uh like can can any of these characters die chi they, they i think they explain it as chi the energy that it's bull chi it's what it I is know, it's bougie, man but <laughs> hey you know these are martial artists they spend most of their time fucking getting they over wounds <laughs> i love that the, there's that sequence in the chun li fight where she's falling off the ceiling and he puts his he puts his claw up and or he puts his feet up so she manages to yeah somersault back and come flying back down it's so well animated i mean the fight sequence as well between bison and ken you know we know bison's super strong he's got his psycho crusher attacks he uses fucking psycho power psycho power and energy. yeah i know it's so fucking That's over cheating. the top yeah um but it's it's also setting up that like it's setting up for the final final sequence. So this is the, the film saying to you, like, look, Bison is super tough. You know that from the games. If you didn't, we're going to take Ken, the character that you've been enjoying and seeing him fight, and he's going to get absolutely annihilated. And then he's the one who's taken back. And kind of like the live-action movie, he gets the, the thing put over his head and all this imagery just thrown at him because now Bison is going to use him to take on Ryu. Right. And Ryu... I, 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 that fight sequence between Dawson and Eondra, I, 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 it's fun, and Eondra immediately becomes like the cartoon sidekick character. For the he's rest the of comedy. The movie. Part, yeah, this is at that moment relief. where he ends up running at, at Bison. And yeah. Ends up getting knocked over by Ken, and he bangs right into the boxer guy. <laughs> yeah, bow wrong. Yeah. What's wrong with his eyes? <laughs> he wasn't like that in the game, was he? No. Was the animators just? Lazy? Yeah, it was the, the stunned look. <laughs> right. But it's the fight he's having with Dao Sim, and Dao Sim's like, I can sense another power, I concede. Yeah. I'm like, that's not in the fucking game. You used to fight till there was one standing. Dao Sim's like, I give up, mate. Yeah. I, I, I can't concentrate. The starving kids are going to have to fucking die. And so Eonda ends up taking Ryu back to his little house in the mountains. Yeah. 
you know, and it's this is where Bison, like, how did Bison find them? I'm trying to remember. He just seemed to just. Well, I guess his, he's got all of his robots out there looking for fighters. So they probably found Dalsim or Honda or... Yeah, followed him up. Um, but luckily, Guile's turned up as well. Yeah. He's wanting to get his revenge on Bison. Yeah. I was I was hoping to see his sonic boom actually in a fight, but all he does is take out Honda's house with it. <laughs> he does. He misses completely. <laughs> I mean, he was aiming for Bison. But True. Bison yeah, Bison it. cheated again. And what's really cool is like you, you've always wanted to see it. Uh, if you were a fan of the games, you wanted to see Ryu versus Ken. Yeah. You know, Ryu, like, it's controversial. Ryu is stronger with his punches, and I believe Ken is stronger with his kicks. So they're pretty much even, but when it really comes down to it, Ryu always does take it on top. Yeah. Um, and so with this fight sequence, Ken is all evil. You know, he's been brainwashed. Ryu doesn't want to fight back because he doesn't want to hurt his friend, but he's having to defend himself. Um, and, you, you, like I said, you kept seeing it with the flashbacks with the sensei of... I, I always kept it in my mind. What do you see in front of your fist? You know, when a fighter is stood there, what do you see in front of your fist? And Ken had always kind of got the answers wrong. You know, victory. He's, he's seeing a loser because that's going to fight. But that bit where he's trying to get his legs to work after the fall from the cliff. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but, mate, I've just sat through three quarters of a fucking movie where all they do is street fight. True, true. You know, he's going to use the chi energy to fix his limbs. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Spool> <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and of course, Ken also, uh, you know, through the power of friendship and stuff, breaks off his brainwash and yeah, uh, yeah. teams up with uh, Ryu to have one final showdown with Bison. And uh, it's pretty epic, you know, they use their, they super power up together and yeah. they blast Bison into oblivion. Surely he's dead, right? But yeah, it's... <laughs> no one no one dies in this movie that's it like you ever play Mortal Kombat nobody ever dies in those. but I mean it, it brings it all to, to a, a nice end it does yeah you know the, the pacing of the movie just keeps it going like you said you're all, all you're wanting to watch is the fight sequences so once it gets to the final fight sequence you know Eonder and Balrog have had their you, you don't really you see them fight but not really not because really. They, they both end up off the cliff, off the cliff and they both yeah. all walk out as well. well I think with Guile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got, you know, he's carrying Guile over. Chun-Li's so happy. She's she's all, you know, happy that Guile's not dead and she's not dead. Well, she does the, the fake out in the hospital, doesn't she? Yeah. She fakes being dead and, uh, yeah, and tricks Guile. <laughs> so again, a nice, it's an anime-ish moment, but it's kind of earned at that mark. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you've got to stay for the credits because, like... Ryu and Ken are there and Ryu's just like, I'm just going to keep walking the world like I'm Kane from fucking Kung Fu. And Ken's just like, well, I'm going to go home and have sex, I suppose, in my <laughs> mansion. And Ryu starts walking off and the movie ends and you could easily just end it there. But if you keep watching, this truck comes from behind Ryu through the credits as the credits rolling. And then as it turns up, it turns out Bison is driving it and Ryu decides to kick through the window. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. That's so bad. <laughs> I was just sitting there going, why is he driving a truck? So, and, and, and so I'm just like, so what actually, what, like the film's end of like, it, like nothing's happened. Like story-wise, people have fight, they fought each other. No one's died. Shadow Law is still going. Bison's still going. I think Shadow Law has been destroyed now because Bison in, has The Interpol's now going to break it down. disappeared. Um, um, um. Like, like I, I do get a kind get, of annoyed that you don't really even see any more of Sagat. Yeah, like, so he has one fight at the he start. He has one fight at the start, and then Bison has that little quip of him where, oh, there's like one person who defeated Sagat. Yeah. And that's it, and I'm like... I know, it's it's so, like, 
But Where at least being a, being a fan of Chun-Li and Guile and, and Ryu and Ken, I got to see a lot of them. But if your other favourites were Dal Sim or Zangief, like, you're going to get two minutes. I heard rumours back in the day that there were some deleted sequences where Sagat had to go find Vega after Vega's defeat. And he he, he, he possibly might have killed Vega, but I'd never seen them. I, I'd never um, seen that. You know, and obviously if you've not seen it and they're not out on YouTube, then possibly they don't exist. But there are story points in this movie where you're like... Ah, oh, you missed out on that. Mm. You know, you should have had you should have had Sagat at the end instead of Balrog. Mm. You know, because we didn't even see that fight anyway, so it would be nice for Eonda to take Sagat out. Or maybe have Guile versus Sagat while the other guys are trying to take on Bison. Yeah. You know, yes, we know the focus is on Bison, but even so, once he's defeated, like at the end of this game, or at the end of this movie, the other games, it would be Akuma. Man. I don't think Bison's been a actual threat since 93 i don't know i've not really followed the franchise i'm afraid so yeah i, I don't know yeah uh, but what i do want to know Ian, was what your favorite scenes are oh man uh all of it like like, like i'm not gonna mess around chun li i mean always had a soft spot for chun li in this movie when it came out when you want to see chun li in the shower here you go and you're like Thanks, you know, but her fight sequence with Vega, like Gary says, is one of the best fucking sequences. I'd forgotten how good the fucking music was in this movie. You know, you got Alice in Chain, you got Korn, you probably got a bunch of other bands that I, I can't remember. But there's that music that hits when Chun Li's fighting Vega. Give it to me, and then when she starts doing her fucking kick in the face, and his face is going <laughs> all over the place, and it's just that last kick that kicks him through the fucking wall. You're like, Whoa! um, fucking. Uh, Ken versus Ryu, you know, you've always wanted to see it whenever you played Street Fighter, and Re Ken looks well fucking evil, he's just got this blind stare, so the animators did really well to, to do that for his, uh, for his facial looks. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the fight sequences, Eonda versus Dalsin, yeah. fucking Zangi versus Blanker, fucking Fei Long versus Ryu, they're all fucking great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just an extension on that. It's from the video games point of view as well. Just we've, you know, if you've played Street Fighter, you've seen the moves, you know the moves, down, the way they look and sound. Mm. But seeing them in this film, just beautifully animated, uh, with like it's not. It's also the, the sound effects, the build up, the mm -hmm. explosion of the yeah. sounds, the animated look with the sparks flying and the movement. It's like it's from you know from my memory of Street Fighter Two, just like times eleven. Yeah. You know, in terms of its presentation. So yeah, all of the fights scenes just look fan bloody tastic they really do it it makes you want to go and play the game afterwards yeah yeah um but yeah the uh favorite scene without a doubt is the chun li vega fight in that that room uh it's brutal it's fast uh, it's believable and uh it, it's it's so memorable i i don't know whether it's because it's the only well it's the only female character in the the film really to have a fight yeah you know, yeah other than yeah. Kami's assassination at the beginning um and of course it's against Vega as well who's also one of my favorite uh characters because it's an interesting fighting someone he has a weapon yeah um but yeah that that scene without doubt definitely the best scene uh fight at the beginning like I said the the build-up the way it's edited and uh the suspense before the fight mm. starts yeah brilliant cinematic uh, movie making right there and I guess my other favorite sort of uh, dramatic moment, uh, it's how Ryu uh, got his red bandana. And it's the one yes. that Ken gave it to him. And I was yes. like, that's beautiful. And that's brilliant. Yeah. And I love the two of them even more. Just, and I was just, I really wanted more little touches of, of characterization like that. But yeah, uh, yeah that, that was really sweet. Ian, I think we already know the answer to this one. <laughs> yeah. Do you recommend Street Fighter? I <laughs> have always fucking uh, highly recommended this movie to anybody who is a fan of Street Fighter 2, who's a fan of anime, who's a fan of just 
fighting cartoons. It just hits every fucking nail on the head. And yeah, uh, other than a few little things where we can question where the story is developed or, you know, something to do with the translation or the animation style or things like that. It just, everything is in an hour and a half of just here, here's everything you want to know about Street Fighter 2, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm only going to be giving Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, uh, a low recommendation. Ooh. Now, I'm still saying that this film was without a doubt worth a watch. Though, if you're a fan of animation and or played the Capcom series of Street Fighter games, then this becomes an absolute must-watch, as it faithfully adapts the characters and stories in a highly detailed and beautifully drawn and animated world. Being a fan of these iconic video game characters, uh, it was pretty damn awesome to see them come to life and interact with each other outside of combat, you know, developing their personalities a little bit and defining their characters. You know, each fighter on the roster gets to shine or have their moment while showcasing all of their signature moves and sounds, coupled with fantastic artwork, editing and music. It really is quite standout and it's holding up well. My only real reservation about the film is the lack of story, or rather the story was just not enough. It wasn't engaging enough. It served really only to bridge the gap for the next fight scene, which started to lose a little bit of excitement when characters would walk away or survive fatal blows. Uh, it just seemed a little bit cartoonish. Still, I think this is a much better than the live-action version. Uh, it delivers exactly what you'd expect from a film called Street Fighter. Lots of well-animated fights, iconic sounds and moves, just a little light on depth. Like, it's a solid, well-made film that's just not really for me. The Ultimate Anime Fighter. Uncut and unleashed. Thanks for watching off-the-shelf reviews. You know